0: Have you thought about getting a handicap parking permit for your car? Which are you looking for, a license plate or a permit to hang your window? Which is better to get? What's involved in getting a handicapped parking permit? Did you know that they have expiration dates? What happens if you park in a handicapped parking spot without a permit? We're going to talk about this plus a little bit more. Welcome to an Apple A Day. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How are you feeling today, my friends? You're feeling good? You're feeling strong? You're feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. And even though some people say it sounds a little bit condescending, I'm still going to ask, are you keeping up with your doctor's appointments? you taking your medications the way they're prescribed? you go into physical rehab, you're doing your exercises, excellent. You have to do what you have to do, right? Hey, before we get started here, let me remind you, An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. You got a minute, go over there, check it out. I do want to remind you though, it's still under construction. So, Another week or two, it should be up and running 100%. Right now, it's running at about 50%, but there's still things over there to see. So, get a minute, go over there, check it out. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me at Jimmy at FamousApple.com. That's Jimmy, J-I-M-M-Y, at FamousApple.com. Or you can reach me at Admin at FamousApple.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at FamousApple.com. Drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. We got a pretty good one for you today. There's a couple of things I want to talk to you about. As I told you in the preamble there, we're going to talk about handicap parking permits. But before we even get to that, um, I want to remind you, this is the beginning of the year. And we have to remember that with our insurance deductibles, We have deductibles in the beginning of the year, whether it be Medicare or private insurance, there's deductibles. And I was just reminded of it harshly, actually. The batteries on my electric wheelchair decided to die right after Christmas. And so I've been using the manual wheelchair to get around. And I decided, well, let me call And had them. It's the this is the first time I had to get batteries for my electric wheelchair, mind you. So I figured, let me call and have them come out and check it. And they came out, checked it, and they told me, sure enough, yes, the batteries are gone. You have to get new batteries. And I'm thinking to myself, well, they probably use something like a lawnmower battery, right? You figure like a motorcycle battery? Not. They use. They look like two big car batteries, but they're different than a car battery. They they don't use acid. or a dry battery, whatever. All I know is this. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad I was sitting down when he told me to replace the two batteries on the electric wheelchair cost $620. I, (laughs) I almost passed out. Now, the only thing that saved me the only thing that saved me on this was that I'm covered under my wife's insurance as well as Medicare. And through her insurance, there's a program called Flex Spending. And the Flex Spending is wonderful. A little bit comes out of the paycheck every week every week or every two weeks, however they get paid. And it goes into this Flex Spending account. And it can be used for unforeseen medical expenses throughout the year. And it was just wonderful that we had this Flex Spending account. Now, you don't have to have, you can, you're you actually able to spend money before it's in there, up to a certain amount. But if it wasn't for the flex spending account, I wouldn't have been able to get the batteries for my wheelchair, $620. I just didn't have that in my back pocket. And on top of that, I I didn't reach the deductible yet on my insurance, so it had to be it had to be paid. It had to be paid out of pocket. So that's where the flex spending came in. So if you are covered under your, under your spouse's insurance, their work insurance, it would pay to look into this flex spending account. It's a it's a good thing to have. Um, if you need durable medical equipment, instead of paying out of your pocket, this will cover it. It'll cover a variety of expenses. It'll cover it'll cover medication that's not covered by your insurance. So. It's something to look into. Just keep that in mind. It's called the Flex Spending Account. Just, I wanted to throw that out there for you. Because, believe me, I wouldn't have had $620. And using the manual wheelchair is great. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I like using the manual wheelchair because it's exercise. But when you have to go places that there's a lot of, uh, for lack of a better word, walking involved, it's easier with the electric wheelchair. So... That, that 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 was my horror story for the week. Six hundred and twenty dollars for batteries. Unbelievable. I don't know. I don't know what it would cost for the electric cars. Can, I can only imagine what it would cost to replace batteries in an electric car. So I just wanted to put that out th- out there to you, though, about the flex spending, because that's what saved my butt this this week. Something to think about. And While we're at it, I just want to put it out there. You know, people seem to think that getting an electric wheelchair or one of these electric carts to travel around with is just something you can just say to your insurance company, "Hey, I want one." You have to qualify for these, and not that you not that you want to qualify for it. Personally, I I I got it because my doctor recommended it because I'm also a stroke victim and I lost the use of my left side as well as being an amputee. So using my left hand. Is difficult. I have slight use of my left hand, but not as much as I have my right hand. So if I had to depend on a manual wheelchair all the time, I'd probably end up going in circles quite a bit. <laughs> but it's not a laughing matter, but you have to laugh at it sometimes. But it's not easy to qualify for these, for these uh, electric carts or these electric wheelchairs. I people think. Just like it's not easy to qualify for parking permits, these handicapped parking permits. People seem to think that they just get handed out like they're candy. They don't. There's there's hoops that we have to jump through to get them. And Really, you don't want them unless you really need them. That's what pe- people on the other side, people that are able-bodied look at it and they're like, oh, you got great parking spaces and you can ride around in a go-kart all day. Yeah, well, the grass is always greener on the other side, I guess. It's one of those things. But, you know, that's something else that's fodder for another conversation on another day. But I just wanted to put that out there. And here's something else to keep in mind. Uh, I was told by the medical supply company that on average for durable medical equipment, you can become eligible for new equipment roundabout about every five years. So that's something to keep in mind if you, if you use a wheelchair or if you're using a walker, depending on the condition, like a wheelchair, on my manual wheelchair, sometimes I have to do repairs quite often. Brakes have to be adjusted wheels have to be changed if you use them a lot outside the house so according to the supplier that I use the person that I use for my wheelchair and my durable medical equipment I'm eligible every five years to get a new wheelchair or what have you so that's something for you to look into if you do use durable medical equipment now if you're a diabetic you're eligible to get diabetic shoes once a year that's right you go to your podiatrist and he can set you up with diabetic shoes once a year to save your feet because your extremities are affected by the by diabetes quite quickly and i can attest to that i had neuropathy in both both legs both feet i lost my left leg because of diabetes um i have neuropathy in both hands so like i said i i lost a lot of use in my left side my left arm from the stroke but as well I've lost just about 95% of the feeling in my left hand from the neuropathy from the diabetes so Your feet, you got to protect your feet. If you're able to walk still, you got to protect your feet. And the diabetic shoes, now they're not as goofy looking as they used to be either. Believe me, they have some nice styles. So you see a podiatrist and talk to them about that. You're eligible for a new pair of shoes every year through Medicare. It's something to think about. Also, if you're a diabetic, you're eligible for your eye test, yearly eye test. And it doesn't cost you anything. So... Make sure you take care of these things. Like I said last time with Medicare, Medicare has a a lot of tests that are covered 100%. So check with Medicare and see what you're covered for and be proactive with your health. It's very, very important because no one else is going to be as concerned about your health as you are. Remember that. All right, let's move on here. Do you know... That if you park in a handicapped parking spot and you don't have a permit, number one, you can get a fine that can run you a hundred bucks, if not more, or you can get towed, or you can get both. Now, I noticed for a fact because it happened to me just this past weekend. I was in New Milford, Connecticut, and I stopped at a store with my wife. And I put up my handicap placard. Now, this is something else. I put my handicap placard in the window, hanging off my rearview mirror. And we took the wheelchair out of the car, and we went into the store. When I came out, there was a ticket on my front window. And I was like, this is nonsense. I looked at the ticket. It said no permit, no handicap permit. And I'm looking right at my windshield, and I took a picture of my windshield with my camera. And I was like, I'm going to fight this. And I get in the car, and I take the permit off the off the rearview mirror. And I'm looking at it, and I notice that my permit expired. Yes, it expired. And I didn't realize it. It wasn't something that I thought about. All I seen was a blue placard that had a picture of a handicapped guy on it. And I looked around then at the other cars. And something I noticed that was different about my handicap placket was the little guy, the picture of the little guy in the wheelchair was sitting upright, and all the other permits around me it looked like the little guy in the wheelchair was tilted forward, like he was going real fast. <laughs> my guy looked like he was just lollygagging along, but all the other ones looked like they were going real fast. And I was, I was, because at first I'm wondering, how did the cop know that my permit expired because the writing is kind of small on it. But that's how he knew. The picture changed this year. So having an expired permit on your window is just as bad as having no permit. Now, I will say this. I called right away. I called the uh, police department in New Milford, and I explained what happened, and they were gracious enough to have me send them a copy of my new permit and to tear to cut up my old permit and get rid of it, and they got rid of the fine for me, but it was a hundred dollar fine Now, I was also told and informed that parking in a handicapped spot you can be towed, be responsible for the towing fee, which can run you a couple of hundred bucks, and then storage for your car, and then the fine for not having a parking permit you're looking at like it can be as much as five hundred dollars if not more, for parking in a handicapped spot and not having the the permit. Now, if you're handicapped and you truly do need a permit, how do you go about getting it? Well, that's what we're going to talk about right now. We're going to talk about how to go about getting a handicap permit for your car. First off, you have to find out if you're even eligible for a handicapped parking permit. And then you have to find out if it's permanent or a temporary permit. If it's a permanent permit you have to get cert you have to get it certified by a medical doctor a doctor of osteopathy a physician's assistant a nurse practitioner a podiatrist you know for disabilities related to your foot or an optometrist for blindness or if it's temporary disability it can be certified by a medical doctor Or a doctor of osteopathy. A person with a temporary disability is any person who is temporarily unable to ambulate without the use and aid of an assisting device. Examples of the device include, but are not limited to a brace, a cane, a crutch, prosthetic device, another person, a wheelchair, or a walker. Important though, temporary permits are only issued for six months. Or less no matter what the expected recovery date would be permanent disability a severely disabled person is any person with one or more of the permanent impairments disabilities or conditions listed below here uses portable oxygen legally blind limited or no use of one or both legs, unable to walk 200 feet without stopping, neuromuscular dysfunction that severely limits mobility, class 3 or 4 cardiac condition, according to the American Heart Association standards, severely limited inability to walk due to arthritic, neurological, or orthopedic condition, restricted lung disease has a physical or mental impairment or condition not listed above which constitutes an equal degree of disability and which imposes unusual hardship in the use of public transportation and prevents the person from getting around without great difficulty and the doctor has to explain it on the application itself these are the these are the limits to getting a parking permit so they're not just handed out. These are these, are the, li- these are the lists of what constitute a disability to get a parking permit. They're not just handed out because someone says, I don't want to walk, like some people seem to think. If you remember a person named Oscar that we interviewed a year ago. So they're not that easy to get. And doctors are taking a big risk when they're filling these out. I mean, they have to be sure of what they're doing because along with this application comes this notice for the customers and medical professionals. For the medical professional, it says, when you sign part two of this application, you certify the medical information you provide is true and complete and that, in your opinion, this person named in part one of the application is medically qualified to receive the license plates or parking permit for persons with a disability according to the medical criteria specified in part two. Now, a according to the notice here it says according to new york state vehicle and traffic law and the penal law it is a crime, a felony, or a misdemeanor to make a false statement or to provide false information on an application for a parking permit or license plates for a person with severe disabilities. The crime is punishable by a fine, imprisonment, or both. If this crime involves an application for a parking permit, the crime may also result in a liability for payment of civil penalty of $250 to $1,000. Now, that's not just for the person applying. That's for the person that fills in the the information. So the doctor's not going to take that risk just so you don't have to walk if, you, if there's not a problem. So for all those naysayers out there that think that oh, people just get them because they want them, uh, think again, my friends. Think again. Now, the next thing is, which is better, to get a license plate or to get, The permit that hangs in the on the rearview mirror. My personal preference is the permit that hangs on the rearview mirror simply because I can take that permit and use it in another car. If I go out with my wife in her car, I can use it in that in that car with her. Or if I go out with my sister-in-law or my brother-in-law in their cars, I can use it in that car. If it's just on my license plate, it's only my car that it's good for. Now, here's the catch. You can't give that parking permit to someone else to use. If you do, you can lose your parking permit. And there's also fines and penalties in that. That's a crime. That's a crime. You... You can get in a lot of trouble legally for letting someone else use your parking permit. That parking permit is for you. And if you give it to someone else to use, you can be prosecuted along with the person that's using it. So there's a lot that goes in. The parking permit isn't just given willy-nilly. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with the handicapped parking permit. and People don't think about it or they don't realize it, but there is a lot of responsibility that comes with it. Now, I use the New York State application, but it's the same application everywhere. You can go on the computer. You can download the copy, fill it out. It'll tell you where to turn yours in to get your permit. In New York, you bring it to the town clerk, and they issue your parking permit. Unless you're getting the plates, in that case, you go to the Department of Motor Vehicles. I think it's the same in most states, but just read the paperwork. But you can just go on the computer, download the application for parking permit, and fill it out, bring it to your doctor. In most cases, your doctor's office will have the application on hand. But be proactive, download it, fill it out yourself, because you just have to fill out a certain little spot on top of it, name, address, and so on. And then the doctor fills out the rest. And then you take it to the town clerk, your Department of Motor Vehicles, the state police, depending on what, how your state works. And it's that easy. It's that easy as long as you qualify. So there you have it. All right. I want to thank you for stopping by today. And I want to remind you next Wednesday, we're going to talk about journals. And journals are very important, very important for your health, very important for when you go to the doctor, very important when you get new prescriptions, very important when you fill out that review for Social Security Disability. And we're going to discuss all of that on Wednesday. So have a great weekend. And I want to remind you of one thing, things can always be worse. That's right. Right now, there's somebody somewhere wishing that they were in your position so things can Always be worse, my friends. Remember that. Have a great weekend. And thanks again for stopping by. You've been listening to an apple a day. My name is Jimmy Apple. I'll talk to you next week.